This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Hello, football fans, and welcome to the Onside Kick. Money is Ricky Whitmer, and as always, I'm joined by the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And we're officially a week away, Mark. Well, for you, you're two weeks away because you're not going to be with me next week for the podcast. But for everyone else, me included, Sean will be in. We're a week away from our NFL previews, Mark. Yes, and I can't. I cannot wait. Football season's almost back. It's almost back. Yeah, in the immortal words of Bart Scott, can't wait. Can't wait. And then you fly off and like he an flies, airplane. He flies in <laughs> well, like a jet. he flew in like a jet. Yeah, like yeah. a jet. And he landed like a jet, too. Yeah, but. Was, oh, that's still one of my favorite moments <laughs> of all time in all NFL playoffs. It's my favorite thing to quote on Twitter, too. Whenever I tell someone I can't wait, you got to use the gif of, can't wait. Can't wait. Got to tell Sal Pal that uh, mm. you can't wait. But we'll start next week. I believe the AFC North is where we're starting with the Norths, and then we'll go through each division, AFC, NFC, all the way through June and July. But... Today we've got some some cool stories for you guys in the football world. We got, as I always say, it seems like I'm saying it every time, so I'm going to continue. We got a jam-packed show for you. We're going to be talking Ryan Fitzpatrick, his drama with the Jets. How does Brandon Marshall play into this? Because B. Marshall always does. We're going to then talk about Carson Wentz and his possibility to start week number one for the Philadelphia Eagles and then to complete a segment that we did last week. We talked about Offensive Rookie of the Year in our predictions. This week we'll end the show talking about our Defensive Rookie of the Year predictions. But, Mark, we're going to start in the city of New York. And this has kind of been a crazy saga between the Jets and Ryan Fitzpatrick. And we've got a tweet from Ian Rappaport where it says, While Jets have OTAs, This offer waits for Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's a three-year, $24 million deal. Can be $36 million with incentives. $12 million in year one. More than $15 million guaranteed. Yeah, you just got to take it. I mean, at this point, it really doesn't matter what Fitzpatrick thinks he should get. What his value in the NFL is. uh, What he did last year. Nothing matters besides the fact that he's not going to play anywhere Mm -hmm. if he does not take this deal. I mean, maybe he'll get some lowly job uh, competing for a starting job because some guy got hurt in the preseason, but he doesn't know that offense. He knows this offense. He knows Brandon Marshall. He just got Matt Forte. He's got Decker out there. He's got a great team surrounding him. He's not going to have that anywhere else. It just blows my mind that nobody's sitting there saying, okay, dude, you really have to take this deal, and you have to take it now. Like, nobody in his immediate circle is just saying, I don't care what you think anymore. It's time to do this. I understand that his agent, you know, Mm -hmm. wants the same thing he wants, but that agent's not getting paid if Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't get a deal. So if I'm that agent, I'm sitting there going, okay, enough is enough. You are taking this deal. Even if I have to forge your name on that signature line, <laughs> you are taking that deal because there was there's nothing else that you're going to get. Well, and I mean, and here's the only thing I could think about if you're Ryan Fitzpatrick and you don't want to put the pen to the paper is if you think, hey, you know what? First off, I don't like how this organization does business. I don't like how they've treated me. I'm going to hold a grudge against them. And then you're going to, what, sit out to see – Okay, which quarterback's going to go down? Is Eli going to go down and I can come in? But you're not going to get that monster deal. Is Arizona going to go down and then I can come in and be the safe? That's the thing I think, if anything, that Fitzpatrick's banking on. Because to me, I think at this point in Fitzpatrick's career, the money doesn't mean anything. And I know you're sitting there saying the money always means everything. Well, the money is everything in this situation here. You play the game to make the more dollars and become the highest paid at your position. That's the main goal on top of winning a championship. But I think where Ryan Fitzpatrick is in his career and how old he is right now, he I wouldn't be surprised if there's the thought in his head saying, hey, you know what? What I can do is I can wait this out. I can then wait to see if 
Carson Palmer gets injured in Arizona and then step into Arizona because they're going to need a quarterback. Like as soon as he goes down, my agent's on the phone with the Cardinals. I can step in and have a better chance to win a Super Bowl than I would with the Jets. However, the big thing I have against that is that with the Jets, you were what? One win and they would have been in the playoffs? Yeah, the Jets. Like they were really close to the playoffs. That's exactly what I was going to say. The Jets are a good team, and they got better this offseason. Mm-hmm. So, yes, the Arizona Cardinals are kind of the favorites in the NFC to go to the Super Bowl right now. Uh, and, of course, the Jets are in the AFC, which is a, a little bit harder because the Patriots exist. Uh, and, you know, Tom Brady's got an extra chip on his shoulder mm-hmm. that he usually doesn't have this year. But with that being said, the Jets are not that far off from being a team that can make a deep run. They have a really good supporting cast. The run game was good last year. It got better because Matt Forte's out there. Matt Forte also improves your passing game because he's one of the best, if not the best, passing, uh, pass-catching running back in the NFL. Brandon Marshall's still there. That didn't go away. Your team just got better. I mean, yes, like I said, you're competing against the Patriots. We all assume that the you know that the Miami Dolphins are better this year. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, we we don't really know what that question mark is. So yes, it's difficult. It really is. But there's no better place for you to be. Get that job security. You know the offense. You have familiarity with the teammates. You have familiarity with the locker room. The team respects you. If anything, by doing this, you're losing some of that respect because what was it just a week or two ago that Brandon Marshall was saying, well, you know what? I think we'll be fine with whoever's out there because Geno Smith's been looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. And this is a team that did just invest in Geno Smith not too long ago. The only reason you started is because Geno Smith got punched in the face. Geno Smith is not the answer in New York. But they, he is not the— like, He's not, but if Fitzmagic isn't there— They have to go with him. He's the guy they got to go for. And they were I, willing actually, to start him actually, last year. Actually, you know what? I would say I would go so far to say that if Fitzpatrick doesn't take this deal and is not a Jet Week One, fuck Geno Smith. I'm starting Christian Hackenberg. I'm starting the rookie Week One over Geno Smith. Nah, bad because, idea. Because to me, the Geno Smith project is over. It's kiboshed. I have two articles here on my computer right now. One from CBS Sports. That the headline reads, teammates are impressed with Geno Smith and think Jets can win with him. And I love that the guy they quoted was a defensive back in Calvin Pryor, where he says, I definitely agree. He's always on time. He's always doing the right thing. At first, I saw that Geno really didn't talk to too many people, but now he speaks and he goes about things the right way, and I'm not going to read any more of the quote. That's enough of it. But that's a, saying a lot right there, going about things the right way. I've got another another article open from a Fox Sports um, website called LarryBrownSports.com, and it's another person in the defensive backfield by the name of Revis Island who has apparently told friends of his that he trash talks re, uh, he trash talks. Geno Smith saying the quote, I own him. Mm-hmm. And he's not impressed with Geno yeah. Smith. So no everyone, one should be. everyone's not on the same page. And Revis Island, mm-hmm. I know Revis Island is one of the best corners in the league, one of the best corners that we've ever seen play the game. Yes. However, definitely. that shows that Geno Smith, he's not the guy for you. He's not going to bring you to the playoffs. He's not going to win but you a Super Bowl. the problem with that is you invest in this young guy. You invest in Hackenberg. And then you're going to throw him straight to the fire. Throw, you know, throw him to the wolves. Not a lot of guys can be Andrew Luck. Uh, I don't want to use RG3 as a comparison because that fizzled out. Russell Wilson. You know, People can't be that. But Russell mm-hmm. Wilson wasn't given the job. He won the job. If Ryan Fitzpatrick, I, Ryan Fitzpatrick signing with the Jets is the best thing, and that's what should happen. So, Ryan, if you're listening, I know you are. Put the put the pen to paper. Just, yeah, sign, just do it. Sign the goddamn paper. Go to the playoffs this season because you got a pretty good chance. It's a lot of money. They want to throw you a lot of money, which is a smart idea, but if you're a Jets fan and Ryan Fitzpatrick does not sign with you, this is what you can be prepared for. Geno Smith will be your starter 
and will probably be your starter until Tom Brady retires in a few years. And then, oh, okay, Hackenberg, now you can take the job. And Geno Smith will not get to reap the rewards of a Tom Brady-less AFC East oh, because Smith, Hackenberg will. Geno Smith would have lost the job by then. Geno Smith. I said Geno Hackenberg. I meant Christian Hackenberg. Yeah. You guys know what I meant. Geno Smith, if he starts, I think, let's say we live in a world where Ryan Fitzpatrick does not re-sign with the Jets mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason. You know, Geno Smith, he he starts maybe three, four games, and then he's going to lose that job because there's no way that Geno Smith is really going to be worthwhile. And people will start to say, we got this young guy, let's give him a shot. I mean, well, if gonna, I'm Todd Bowles, i got to be worried about losing my job, too, because yeah, it is course. New York. And you're going to lose to the Bengals week one. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, week, even with Fitzpatrick, you can lose to the Bengals week oh, one. Oh, for sure. The At... You know, Buffalo, like we're saying, we don't really know what to expect from Buffalo, but they're going to be a tough team. They're going to be divisions a, tough they're always, be a hungry team, though, because they got to make the playoffs or Rex Ryan's gone. Both Ryan brothers are yeah. out. Um, you know, the Chiefs, I don't really know. They they really were hot last year at the end, but they had that cold start. You so know what? What I'm are they going to do now? I'm going to come in and say there's a very good chance that without Ryan Fitzpatrick, this team is 0 6 to start the season. With the only yeah. to- with the only yeah, toss up with the only toss up game being that chief game because you're not going to beat the Seahawks. I know it's at home, but you're not going to beat them. At the- and then you've got what four road games where Arizona on the road is going to be hard. Pittsburgh's going to be hard on the road. Mm-hmm. Kansas City may just be hard because it's at Arrowhead. And then Buffalo, you got that road game against Buffalo, a hungry Buffalo team that may be hungrier that first meeting. Because, I mean, an 0-1, even if they are 0-1 to start the season, you're not out of the playoffs at 0-1. When you see the Bills Week 17, they may be out of the playoff hunt because of record, so they're not going to be as hungry because they know they're out. I The Jets could be 0-1. With Geno Smith, the Jets yeah. will be 0-6 to start the season. Now, of course, the, it is tough to say that for sure because of Matt Forte. If Matt Forte mm-hmm. was not there... Then I would say, yeah, probably. I mean, they might win one game. In Fuck there. it. They could be 0-7. I'd even give the Ravens a win over them. Honestly, they have a really tough start. You know, it's one thing because, yeah, Powell did well last year. Mm-hmm. We're not going to we're not gonna ignore that um, in that kind of running back by committee that they had going on last year. Uh, and now it should be about the same, if not better, because of Matt Forte. But with Geno Smith, it's just... I really would be nervous about Geno Smith starting, and I look down this schedule, and the first game that I see, and I say, okay. Week 8. You can take a breath. That's the Browns. Week 8. Then it's the Rams not too much Mm -hmm. further. There are not a lot of, I mean, no game in the NFL is easy, but you guys understand what I mean by there are not a lot of easy games. You're not playing teams that were bad last year. I would say the for sure wins on this schedule are Week 8 at Cleveland, Week 10 home against L.A., and then Week 14 at San Fran. Well, the only teams they play that were bad last year, the Ravens, the Browns, the Rams, and the Niners. Basically, yeah, the Niners. Yeah. I mean, I, I was debating if you want to throw the the Dolphins in there or not. Well, you could. I mean, do you throw? I was thinking, do but you throw the Colts? Tough. Do you throw the Colts in there? But no, you no, can't Colts because Andrew Luck is back. Yeah, Colts are a good team. Uh, the only bad teams from last year, like we're saying, mm-hmm. the Browns, the Ravens, the Rams. That's and I mean, it. and I mean, by, by week ten, Jared Goff could have found his bearings a little bit, and that could even be a loss. I mean, he might be having the what we see a lot with like Cam Newton with RG three. He could have the RG three season, yeah, yeah, with Andrew Luck. We see these guys who uh, Russell Wilson who just kind of come in and nope, my team got it, no problems. It's possible. It's pro- I don't. I doubt it, but it's possible mm-hmm. that that's going to be something that happens. Um, no, and that's why so I we'll mean, see. I'm looking at the LarryBrownSports.com article on it where Brandon Marshall's right on the head, and him and Decker are right on the head. The Jets need to get Ryan Fitzpatrick into the door. They need to because without him, they're not going to go anywhere this season. They're going to be a laughing stock. Here's how it's going to go for the Jets. If they don't have Ryan Fitzpatrick, they're going to be a top 10 pick, maybe even a top 5 pick. They'll be drafting a quarterback. They'll probably be, if they're the number one pick, they'll go for Deshaun Watson. 
if they're not the number one pick and they're in the top five, they're taking Brad Kia out of Miami. As of mm-hmm. right now, that's how it's going to go. The whole college now, football season yeah. can happen and people can move. But as of right now, it's one of how those much, two guys. How much would that suck for Christian Hackenberg if like this team is that bad? Like, let's just say worst worst scenario happens. Mm-hmm. Geno Smith starts the entire season. It's terrible. Matt Forte does not translate well into this offense or oh, whatever. Geno's not making it through the holes. If they well, start, no, we're saying let's if, say he does. So that way, Christian Hack because of this scenario, yeah. we want them to draft a new quarterback. That sucks for Christian Hackenberg. Here's the way. Because right now he's sitting there going, as soon as I'm being groomed, mm-hmm. as, as soon of, as Fitzpatrick okay. is out, I'm in. I'm going to put this into it. As of right now, and I say as of right now because the whole college football season hasn't happened yet. And like I said, there's guys that we weren't like we weren't even looking at Carson Wentz before the beginning of last season. Boom, number two quarterback off the board. We weren't even looking at Jared Goff. Out of last year's draft class. Like, last year I had Cardell Jones in my way-too-early mock draft go, I want to say, fifth or sixth overall to this New York Jets team. Mm-hmm. That's where I had it. And, I mean, there's going to be guys this college season that show up, and it's going to be like, oh, okay. Okay, we're going to go to it. I just pulled up my mock draft from the 2016 way-too-early. I had... Cardell Jones, number four, actually, to the Jets. Connor Cook, number five to the Jaguars. No, number six to the uh, Browns. Hackenberg, seven to the Redskins. Let's see, another quarterback. I know I had a lot of them going in this one. But, yeah, there that was, what, three of them in the top ten? And most of those guys weren't even in the first round when we got to the draft. So that mm-hmm. shows you right there that... Things a lot change. of shit can change yeah. by the time we get to the draft. But the way I see it is if they, let's say they go 0-6, because that could be a legitimate worry mm-hmm. with Geno Smith at the helm. Hackenberg starts week 7. Hackenberg starts against the Ravens if they go 0-6. Geno gets the job yanked from under, under him. He might get the job yanked at 0-4. Like, they might I, have a the, short leash. The one on thing him. I would say, zero oh and four, don't do that because at Pittsburgh, at Arizona, are your next two games. You True. don't want to start the rookie mm-hmm. away. You want to start him at home against the Ravens. But here's the thing: if Geno Smith starts the whole season, they don't draft a quarterback because they'll be like, "Well, we got Christian Hackenberg. If Christian Hackenberg plays, here's what it's going to do. If he plays well." the only quarterback that's going to unseed him as that quarterback in New York mm-hmm. is Deshaun Watson. I, yeah. I, see it, I see it as a, if they're in a spot to take the best quarterback, which looks I like think it'll be would. Watson, they'll take him. If they don't get Watson, it'll be, well, we got mm-hmm. Hackenberg. Because honestly, the thing about the New York Jets, you look at this team from last year, they were they were doing really well in scoring points. They scored mm-hmm. an average of 24 points in the game, gave up an average of 19. Good defense. Good offense. Obviously, the offense can be a little bit better, uh, but it's still good offense. So they might be saying, hey, we're one player away. Let's get that quarterback. We know we drafted Hackenberg, but we took a stumble because of Fitzpatrick. We just got to get that quarterback who we know we have now. He was the project. We were going to develop him, but now we can grab this this great guy who's going to lead us to the future. You know, He's going to lead us to the promised land, and everything's great. Everything's magical. Just like we thought Fitzmagic would be. And this was, as of right now, I mean, if Fitzpatrick had already signed, we're talking about the Jets in a totally different light. They got Matt Forte now. They got the running yeah. back. They've got, they're have well, got they basically the New York Bears on offense. Yeah, essentially. Because they got right, Brandon Marshall, too. Really what we're saying is with Tom Brady being out for four games, assuming mm-hmm. that's going to happen. As of right now, he still is. Assuming that's going to happen. If they had already signed you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, we're saying the Jets can pull away, get you know, really steal this division early on. Because if they can come out strong against teams like the Seahawks and the Bengals, that's going to be great to just propel them through the rest of that season because it's a tough schedule. It's a really tough schedule. Honestly, the Jets have one of the tougher schedules when you just look at the teams comparing to what they were last year. Mm-hmm. So... They can kind of steal this early from the New England Patriots, which is what they need to do if they want to win the division because it's so difficult to beat 
Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and steal the division. And okay, the one thing I'm going to do to kind of end this is two things. Number one, do you think by the time we get to, I won't say week one of the season, let's give it by preseason week one, is Fitzpatrick in a Jet uniform? Yes, he has to be. He has to at some point realize he can't, he there's can't no hold better out anymore. There's no better option. There hasn't been a better option. He's lucky that they're giving him this. I think we're going to see a similar situation to, um, y- y- you remember it with Brett Favre when he kind of held out with the Vikings a little. I want to say mm-hmm. it was the Vikings that he just, last year. Brett Favre just doesn't like OTAs. He, he didn't want to go OTAs or even the preseason much. I think that most of the preseason, we'll probably talk about this a little more, Fitzpatrick, because he is getting to that. He's 33, I believe, right now, going to be 34. So he might not want to do the whole preseason thing, and he'll sign late, but I think mm-hmm. it gets done. He's a gamer. One thing, he is a gamer, Who Skip. Who wants to practice. He is a gamer, Skip. But here's what I want to do to end it. Mm-hmm. Let's say he does not sign, and we get to next year. I'm going to list off some free agent quarterbacks that could be re-signed by their team after this season, but as of right now, they'll be free agents. I'm going to go down this list in order of their cap hit for this year. Usually you get paid the most money because you're good. You tell me which one you think will be the first one to be able to sign with the Jets. You ready? I mean, I I will say a thing after Mm -hmm. you do this, but I will play your game. Okay. Drew Brees. No. Kirk Cousins. I'm I'm willing to buy that one, but keep going. Andrew Luck. No. Mark Sanchez. Huge drop off. Yeah. Huge drop off. Like Brees, Cousins, Luck, then you got Sanchez. I, I would pull like I think Sanchez would pull that to play for the Jets again. However, oh, Sanchez would like to play however, for the Jets. However, they probably sure. wouldn't because they wouldn't bring him back. Case Keenum. Ooh, you don't want it. Sean Hill. Nah. Tyrod Taylor, Mm-mm. E.J. Manuel. Oh God, no! Matt McGloin. Please stop. Blaine Yo Gabba Gabba. Well, you know what? He's got an opportunity out there, so maybe. Matt Castle. Mm, no. Brian Hoyer. I mean, maybe he'll get some garbage time minutes in Chicago. I'll give you, I'll give you three more. Mike Glennon. Nope. Matt Schaub. Who? Ryan Mallett. Oh no. Yeah. How many did we go through? The best bet is Kirk Cousins. Yeah, pretty much. Like, out of the free agents, you're hoping that Kirk Cousins is so fed up with the Redskins mm-hmm. that he'll want to sign with the Jets. But here's here's my What you were going to say, but you played that. my game. I played your game. Thank you, by the way, for you're playing welcome. my game. You're welcome. I try. Uh, <laughs> if, G- if Fitzpatrick, for whatever reason in this world, is not going to play for the Jets mm-hmm. all 16 games, it doesn't matter because the New York Jets are drafting a quarterback. Because... They are going to win maybe two games mm-hmm. in this, uh, in this, and that's assuming that Christian Hackenberg performs like a rookie in the second round is expected to perform, which is not very well. And if he's not performing well, and Geno Smith is who we all expect Geno Smith to be, if he is who we thought he is, exactly, uh, they're going to maybe beat, maybe they'll be able to beat the the Forty ers the Rams, or the Browns, and that's it. They're not going to win a single other game. And you know what sucks the most about the Jets' schedule? What what's that? Just they hard? do not. They do not get to reap the reward of the Tom Brady suspension. No, it's it's both backloaded. Of, both of their games are after the bye week twelve, week sixteen. And have fun with Brady. It's really such a shame because this team is good. Mm-hmm. They have a good defense. They have a great run game, and they have one of the better wide receivers, complemented by a fairly underrated Eric Decker. They have the better wide receiver. I would say they have one of the most solid wide receiver tandems in the NFL right now. Yeah, definitely. But the problem is, Geno Smith or Christian Hackenberg, an unproven rookie, Mm -hmm. those guys are only good for maybe three or four wins. You know, Matt Forte and Brandon Marshall, trust me, I'm a Chicago Bears fan. They can't carry your team always. They can't do it. You need some other people to help out as well. So, okay, we are going to— Matt Forte's back hurts. Yeah, his back does hurt. But we're going to move over. We talked enough about the New York Jets. Let us know down below in the comment section what you guys think. Will Ryan Fitzpatrick— be in a jet uniform this season will he sign knowing our luck we'll put this podcast up tonight 
and he'll have already re-signed by the time we put this up. But let us know down in the comment section below, Jet fans. I want to hear from you. We're going to move over from New York now to Philly, staying in the Northeast region, moving over from the AFC East over to the NFC least. And we're going to be talking about the Eagles. And I'm going to read you guys a quote. When asked on a local radio station in Philly, 94 WIP, the offensive coordinator for the Eagles, Frank Reich, had this to say when he was asked about if Bradford's the clear number one. He says, and I quote, no, that's probably not the right impression. You've got to, you've got to establish is a culture of competition. This is one of the most competitive industries in the world. And so to say there's no competition, that's just the furthest thing from the truth. End quote. I'm going to hit you with the raw question, Mark. Should Carson Wentz, or not should Carson Wentz start week one, will Carson Wentz start week one for the Eagles? I don't think that he will. I'm not convinced that he will. Should he, though, against the Browns? No, he definitely shouldn't. They got a fucking easy first game, though. I mean, if any, like we were talking about, oh, you don't want Christian Hackenberg to start week Mm -hmm. five because he's got to go up against the Steelers. The team you would want your rookie, especially second overall to go against, is the Browns, right? At home against the Browns. Yeah, that would be nice to go against the Browns. That That is nice. Although RG3 is looking to have a little bit of bounce back, mm-hmm. he's going to make that tough. Also, you throw Wentz against the Browns, you beat the Browns, you show from the beginning of the season, fuck you, we won the trade. But winning week one doesn't it's, do much for it's you. It's winning the battle, not You're the You're then going to play the Chicago Bears with an improving defense Dad led bash. by Vic Fangio. You're then going to play the Steelers, who have a really good defense. <laughs> good luck. You can beat the Lions. The Redskins are a good team. It's also a division. It's tough. It's you got to play the, the Vikings. You got to play the Cowboys. You got to play an improving Giants, who spent a lot of money on defense. Falcons, meh. You got to play the Seahawks. The Seahawks. Stop, stop Seahawks right, stop right there. Say. Look at the first eight games of the season. Where are most of them played? Look, week they're all away. They're all away except for three of them: Cleveland Week One, Pittsburgh Week Three. And Minnesota Week 7. And two of those of home are games are going to be really tough. Uh, the Steelers and the Vikings are going to be really tough. The Steelers and the Browns, exactly. <laughs> Steelers and the Browns. But, like, you start that schedule mm-hmm. very road heavy. I mean, there's a part of me that says, okay, I get what you're trying to say, that, oh, you're going to have an open competition. But part of me also goes, Sam Bradford's got to be the guy, right? He if, has to If be. not Sam Bradford... The guy who everybody was like, oh, well, they picked him up because he's also he's got a relationship with Doug Peter Peterson mm-hmm. and Chase Daniels. It's got to be one of those two guys, right? I feel like you can't let Carson Wentz start because let's remember who Carson Wentz is. He is a FCS. The, the next Andy Dalton. Well, yeah, sure. Because the next Red, Red Rocket. Yeah. He is an FCS quarterback. And there are some great quarterbacks from not FBS schools. Or as Sean would say, professional clipboard holder. Uh, yes, Got to throw that in there for Sean. I always like to refer to the FCS as the fake college schools. Um, <laughs> but he is he has every potential to be good in the NFL. There are plenty of quarterbacks that did not start in the FBS and did fine. They did just fine. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, of course. Tony Romo. Even your favorite, Ricky. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. Exactly. Gotta say the name right, man. Because he's going to start four <laughs> games this year, and he's probably going to win all of them. Dude, uh, 4-0 to start, baby. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, Carson Wentz can do fine. It's just This is not the time to do it. Just don't mm-hmm. do it now. Let him have that time to learn. Let him get up to speed. Yes, you know, there. I, I said it just in the last segment. You know, Russell Wilson did it. Cam Newton did it. RG3 did it. Andrew Luck did it. These guys came in. They did great. The Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. Uh, actually, you know what? If anything, with with Mariota and uh, and famous Jameis, yeah, exactly, Jameis Winston, they looked good too. All signs are pointing. You know, throw the rookie in; they'll be fine. But let's all remember the the glory days of guys like Christian Ponder, guys like Gabbert, guys can like we, Bortles can we, can before we not, now. Can we not bring up Christian Ponder? Exactly. These guys who got unless, thrown in early. Unless and, you're going to uh, talk no. about Samantha Ponder, then it's mm-hmm. okay. Guys who got thrown in early and just didn't do so good. They did not do so good. But I kind of like, I'm kind of torn about this because 
Do I think Carson Wentz is going to be a good quarterback in the NFL? Yes, or at least I'm hoping he is because I really like the guy. I really like what he brings to an NFL team. However, you've got Chase Daniel. Daniel, I'm not really sold on. I just feel like, you know, if I had to pick between Bradford and Daniel, I would pick Bradford. But For sure. I mean, you're paying Bradford. So however, yeah. I would pick Chase over Carson at this point. Like, why not? Like, you don't have, if it was Carson Wentz or Geno Smith, like we talked about in the last segment, I'm picking Carson all day. But you have a guy like Sam Bradford on your team, mm-hmm. which is better than what the Jets have in Geno Smith. Yeah, you just, you got to play the long game here. You're not a team like the Jets that's one player away. So where you're saying, sure, just plug the rookie in and let's hope for the best. Mm-hmm. That's not the scenario you're going for right here. You, you got to play a little bit of a longer a longer game here. It's just, like I said, Philadelphia Eagles are not in that position to where they are one game away. Let Carson Wentz sit. Let him develop. The other thing I want to say about this is just, I honestly, part of me feels like this is a little bad blood from them and Sam Bradford just saying, Oh, Sam, all right, we we said that you were good. We gave you this money. You felt like it was good. You know what? No, it's an open competition. Here's the thing, though. Shouldn't have held out. They didn't give him the money Chip Kelly did. Wasn't he signed before Peterson came in? Um, I, I mean, the owner I the so. owner could have yeah. said no in the beginning, so really it's the owner that gave him the money. Yeah, but Chip Kelly had a lot of personnel control. Mm-hmm. So... Sure, I mean, they could have done that, but they could have tried to trade him. They could have done, done a lot of things. They could have cut him if they really didn't want him. But he's getting this money. It's just one of those things that you're invested in from the previous organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the way it is, let the guy do it. He's coming here saying, I want to be traded. And this organization now is saying, okay, now you got to compete I, for your I job. I still think Bradford can beat the rookie out for the job. He should. I mean, he he is an NFL veteran for a while. I mean, this is a guy who I mean, was unless, not even seen the, the kind ro- of talent that uh, that Bradford saw in Oklahoma. Unless the rookie is as good as Tom Brady, but I don't think that's possible for Carson Wentz. Do you think it's a good idea for the offensive coordinator of the Eagles to come out and say, would you rather put yourself into Eagles fan shoes? Put yourself in EDP shoes. Mm-hmm. Those are big shoes to fill, but here's what you got to think. If you're an Eagles fan, would you rather have your offensive coordinator saying, no, this is the guy, or would you rather him saying, no, there's a competition? I always like the idea of a competition, but here's my thought. The competition between Sam Bradford and Chase Daniels. Carson Wentz is sitting this year. He's going to sit and he's going to learn. He's getting redshirted. I don't think you can do that, though. Wentz had, like, you could say in the back of your head that, okay, Wentz is not going to win, but Wentz has to be a part of the competition because— mm-hmm. You trade. You didn't. It would be different if the Eagles were there at two and took Wentz. They could say, "Well, this wasn't our master plan." Well, that's you, why the trade was a bad when trade. When you go ahead to trade up for that, mm-hmm. he need you cannot. You have lost all power to say no. He's not part of the. Well, that's exactly what the Andrew Luck situation is. They kept saying with Peyton Manning, "You don't pick a quarterback mm-hmm. number one overall." I know this was number two, but number one overall, and have him sit. If you pick a quarterback that high, he starts. That's the way. That's the way it is. That's why drafting a quarterback like Carson Wentz, he could have a great future. But right now, he's not going to have it. He needs to have that time to develop Aaron Rodgers style. Uh, he needs to have that type of moment here. That's why you don't draft a guy like that so early. I would say. Are you saying that Sam Bradford is as great as uh, Brett Favre? Is that what I, heard? I might be saying that? I might be saying <laughs> that right now. Um, but yeah, it's just it just doesn't make sense to me. I would love them to say. Carson Wentz is the quarterback of the future, not the quarterback of right now. And just to clear up, because I thought I heard you say that Andrew Luck was number two. He was actually number one. No, I said this is number two. Oh, Carson Wentz is, is number okay. two. I, thought I, might have missed, about, I might have misspoke, but that's I what I meant. I thought you were talking about Andrew Luck, and for a second I was like, RG3 didn't go above him. He went right after him. Mm-hmm. And another stupid trade for another two quarterback. However, you could then sit there and say, well, wait. RG3 was the second quarterback taken by a team that traded up to give him that is now seen as a dumb trade, and he had one of the best rookie seasons ever. So yeah. Just give Wentz the job. And then— Just give him the job. Then he'll get the skanky leg. Ah, he'll get the stanky leg. The stanky—do the stanky leg. Exactly. Oh, that, that was a bad injury. That was a yeah, really bad injury. I don't, I don't think— It ruined Wentz, his career. I don't think—I think Wentz—it would not happen to Wentz because he's a sturdier, sturdier build. Like, I look at him, and when he runs— 
it kind of looks like a Big Ben type of runner where he's using Big Ben gets his hurt body. a lot now. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying he doesn't. He's not as sturdy as he used to be. But, I mean, early, it's kind of like rookie Big Ben. That's what I see, is he kind of uses his body to run with it. But with the Eagles, before we move on to our defensive rookie of the year talk, I'm putting you in the looking into your crystal ball, Mark. Yep. Will Carson Wentz start week one for the Eagles? Week one, no. Will he start this season? Yes. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to say in Cleveland, Carson Wentz starts because here's what the Eagles are going to think. Is it going to be the smart thing to do? No. But here's what they're going to be thinking. He's done enough to win the job. We're playing Cleveland. We want to show these fans we won the trade. We want to show Cleveland that we won the trade. He's going to start against RG3 and the Browns week one for the Philadelphia Eagles because on top of it, they're going to want to give the old FU to Sam Bradford for doing his holdout. Then Wentz might lose the job, and it would be the stupidest thing for the Eagles to do. But hey, what? I can honestly believe that'll happen because of the stupid moves that the Eagles make but if year you, after year after as year. As soon as you start the kid, he's your starter for oh, the rest of the year. Oh, he's your starter for the rest of the year. You start him year. week one, he's there all year. But I'm just saying I could see the Eagles doing that because of how stupid they are. I just see it like a Blake Bortles situation. Blake Bortles isn't that good at first, and he starts to develop. And you build a team around him because Jacksonville's per- mm-hmm. built a pretty damn good team. If they could just stay healthy, that's a different story. Exactly. That's, exactly, that's kind of the way the Philadelphia mm-hmm. Eagles need to view it. I don't think you need to start the quarterback in that situation. You could do it more Aaron Rodgers style, let him sit and develop. He's not going to have the time to develop quite like Aaron Rodgers did. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even if he gets eight games in before he has to start, that's better than starting in week one and setting him up to fail. Even if he does win week one, to then have to go against some incredibly talented teams like mm-hmm. the Chicago Bears, who are going to go 16-0 and this year. That's just setting the guy up to fail. Well, yeah, it's like Bill Schwartzky said on the uh, draft grade for the Bears: Super Bowl, Super Bears. Exactly. If you're gonna if you're gonna start the rookie against the Chicago Bears, he, his season's <laughs> doomed. For, I mean, his career is doomed from there. How many sacks does Leonard Floyd get against him? Twenty. Twenty. He sets yeah. the he sets the NFL record for sacks in a game. Yeah. And you know what? He Fuck crushes it. the Fuck record. It. He'll just set the season the season uh, record for sacks. What is that? Week three? You guys play him? Week two? Two. Week two, he'll set that record in that one game for the entire season. He'll be done. Against Carson Wentz. Yeah. It'll be the greatest game and the greatest season in a pass rusher's history. Mm-hmm. And it'll all be against Carson And from Carson there, Wentz. he'll just hang out on, uh, <laughs> yeah. on Lake, you know, Lake Shore right there and just pull up his beach chair, relax for the rest of the season. Yeah, he's got nothing else to do because he's he doesn't want to run away with it now. He wants other people yeah, he to wants feel to make like it, they could break He it. wants to make it fair yeah. for the other players. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be fair, but... That's gonna. We're gonna end this segment with the Philadelphia Eagles. Let us know down below in the comment section. What do you guys think? Who's gonna start Week One? Should it be a competition? Should Wentz have the job because he's the second overall pick in the draft? But we're gonna move on to our final segment, which is a continuation of last week. We talked about offensive rookies and who's gonna win the offensive rookie of the year award at the end of the season. We're talking defensive rookies today. Before we kind of go into our previews, and then we'll get to MVP and the other awards after we get through all of our divisional previews. But the guys that I'm looking at, I'm going to throw a wild card guy right out the gate, Mark. And it's a guy that we just mentioned and we're joking around about. I think there's a hell of a good chance because of the team he's on and the kind of success this team could have this season, mm-hmm. Leonard Floyd could be your rookie of the year this year for the defensive side. I mean, yes. I, I think he has a lot going for him. What kind of, like, oh, it's what? A great, it's a great core what right there would, with the linebackers. What would that feel like? How many people, when the trade happened, how many people, like myself, I know I'm not a Bears fan, but I know, mm-hmm. like, Sean and Dave were, with Dave it was more of like, okay, I'm not trusting this. Because, you know, we traded for Shane McQuellen, and he was supposed to be a fucking dominant pass rusher and never was. So I think Dave, we all knew that was a bad so, trade when so, that one happened. So happens. Dave's like, okay, don't don't blame me for being nervous when the mm-hmm. Bears trade during the draft. But I think that, man, what would it be like just the his career in the NFL starts with so many questions. Why did they make the trade? Why did they do this? Phenomenal season wins Defensive Rookie of the Year and then says, Ryan Pace can just give a finger to everyone and say, yeah, 
Don't question me. Yeah. Don't question the, the one guy. thing that I think hurts Leonard Floyd is he has so many other talented players mm-hmm. there as well. So yeah, so he doesn't. He might not need to try as hard as a guy like Joey yeah. Bosa, who's on the Chargers mm-hmm. and is going to need to win. The Chargers for are going to sure. need to win for sure. But also, Leonard Floyd is also not for sure the starter right now. Well, he might not start. Be, he's just going to be a pass rusher for the Bears. Yeah, I mean, he's coming off the bench. He's mm-hmm. your sixth man or whatever. Um, I don't even really know if you want to give him six man territory there, Ricky. You love your basketball, but. He's going to come in off the bench, do what he needs, and then get off. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can really be defensive rookie of the year for just coming in, hitting a quarterback, getting off, getting on that bench again. Well, it's going to depend on how many of those sacks that he racks up. If he gets his 20. If he gets his 20. If yeah. he gets that, what is it, 20? Is it 20? Is that the record? No, I think it's probably a little bit more than I that. I think it but. may. I'm going to look it up. I think it's like 23, 24. I'm going to look it up, though. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's going to get all that against uh, the Eagles. I forgot about that. Yeah, exactly. He's going to just take Carson Wentz out of his career, basically. <laughs> but you mentioned Joey Bosa. We can talk about Joey Bosa a little bit later. The guy who I really think has the best shot at it should be pretty easy, pretty obvious, right? Jacksonville Jaguars, their pick, Jalen Ramsey, the guy they lucked into. Is he going to play? Like The thing is his injury, and it's 22 and a half held by Justin Houston. There you go. I, I, the thing about Jalen Ramsey is, yes, he has to get over this injury, but the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be in a lot of shootouts. Mm-hmm. The man's going to have a lot of teams no, throwing I'm, the ball I'm saying him. the thing about him is he going to play this season. That's what's going to happen because of the, um, the mm-hmm. knee injury that he suffered. I don't know. His, his camp is saying that they're not that concerned. I mean, I know that's his camp there, until, and they, they have to say that. Until but. I hear a definite he can play week one, I'm going to be worried. Mm. That's just how I roll, especially when it comes to Jacksonville Jaguar defensive players getting injured. Yeah. they. Well, I mean, they didn't want to have two first-round Here, picks this here's year. Here's a question I got for you. Mm. Because he didn't play last year, are they going to count uh, Dante Fowler Jr. as a first-year rookie this year? Because he didn't play last year. Mm, I don't know. I don't think I don't never know if they'll play, do that. Never played a snap. I don't think they'll do that. If let's put it this way, if he's considered a rookie this year, is he the favorite to win the defensive rookie of the year? Because basically he's a sophomore playing in the same field as all the rookies. Mm, I don't know. I, first of all, I don't know if they'll let him do it. I really don't know. Someone mm-hmm. in the comment section can can inform me if they'll let him do it. But I don't really. I don't know. I don't know if I if I think that they would be a favorite in that case. No, I'm going to say no. Okay. No, I'm not. I'm going to say I would still put Joey Bosa ahead of him in that case. The reason why? Because Joey Bosa's J.J. Watt. And yes, the Chargers are not that great of a team. But teams are going to be throwing all over the Chargers. And this is going to be the one guy who's going to be there, you know, trying to stop that. Because this defense was bad last year. They really were. They need someone to be a leader, someone to really turn that around, and that's exactly what Joey Bosa is going to try to do. Hopefully he'll swat some balls down just like J.J. Watt so we can keep the comparisons going, but man, is he going to be hitting quarterbacks a lot and hitting a lot of good quarterbacks too. So that's that's who my number one guy would be. I think DeForest Buckner would be an interesting choice just for the other defensive end because he's a fucking monster. Like Mm -hmm. He's just a freak athlete. And he's insanely just huge at the position. He's an anomaly. But I just don't, I don't know. I, I feel I have trouble having faith in the San Francisco 49ers. Maybe it's just because I'm in the same room as Ricky, and Ricky kind of is rubbing off on me here, but I don't I don't believe in the San Francisco 49ers No, right I now. don't believe in them either. To me, I'm trying to, from what I think, and this is me researching the Dante Fowler thing, um, there's an article on Pro Football Talk. Um, dot com of NBC Sports, and it says Dante Fowler Jr. injury helped spark rookie minicamp changes for um, Jaguars and Dolphins. I think that's just an article talking about the changes at their rookie minicamp. I don't think that's something that he participated in. So somebody down in the comments you is going to need to help us on that because technically mm-hmm. he didn't play last season. Yeah. You know who actually I think also another defensive end who's got a good shot at it? Mm-hmm. Shaq Lawson. I was just going to bring him up. Yeah, because playing in Buffalo. The re, like, And that's the whole thing is 
Is he? I know there's something about him having surgery, and unless he's going to have surgery at the end of the season, but that could be something where it's like we're going to need you to help spark a playoff run mm-hmm. and and get these teams to not score points against us. He could be a defensive end that just turns it on. Yeah. Now this, of course, goes to our previous discussion. Last week, when we talked about the offensive rookies, because mm-hmm. we, I was mentioning, I think it was Carson Wentz that I mentioned how he might not even start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, does he still have an opportunity because of the games he plays? Shaq Lawson's not going to play the first six games. He's pup list, so he's not playing those first six games. But does he come in later, make a big enough impact to where it doesn't matter? Especially if the Bills do need to go on a playoff run to get past New York, to get past New England, to get past Miami, whatever it might be. Is that enough? Like him being able to do that, does that give him that extra push to say, man, when this guy came in, he was the most valuable player because he turned this team around and then they pulled the Kansas City Chiefs, won their way straight into the playoffs. I don't Mm, know. It's tough. I don't know. I'm looking at the one thing that um, last year's winner, Marcus Peters, and he was drafted 18th. He's a cornerback. Mm -hmm. However, I look at cornerbacks this season – if it's like, not going to be Jalen Ramsey, well, I don't see anybody. Well, Jalen Ramsey technically is cornerback, but could play safety also. But the pure corners that I'm looking at, mm-hmm. could it be Eli Apple? Could it be a Vernon Hargraves? Both of those guys went near top 10. Eli Apple was in the top 10. Hargraves was just out at 11. And Artie Burns, who was taken 25th overall by the Steelers, I don't think this is going to be the year of cornerback for the defensive rookie. I think it's going to be the year of the defensive line slash pass rusher because Joey Bosa on the line. You've got Shaq Lawson on the line. Another name we haven't mentioned that I'm going to throw out there, Robert Kemdichi playing with the Cardinals. Yeah. Defensive tackle. It's a good team to play on. Could fucking make it just blowing right into that line and making something happen. And then I'm I'm going to put... Um, Leonard Floyd into that discussion. Yeah, go ahead, put him he, in there. He's a pass rusher. He may pass rush more out of the linebacker position, but I'm still going to put him on that line because he can be on the line as a pass rusher. I think it's going to be more of one of those players that wins it and not a cornerback this mm-hmm. season. Yeah, as a Bears fan, I'd love to see Leonard Floyd do it. Really would. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm hopeful that, that Jalen Ramsey will be fine mm-hmm. and he'll be able to do it because he would be my clear favorite. If it's not him, I just had to go off the NFL comparison and feel like Joey Bosa is in the best spot because J.J. Watt is still the most def- like at least one of the most dominant players on defense. Mm-hmm. And to get a guy who's just J.J. Watt light, I that's exactly who I would want to, to win this award. That's exactly who I want on my team. I'm going to ask you about two other guys. If these guys play this season because they had injury concerns in the offseason— if they play this season and play their tails off, could we see some second-round talent win in Miles Jack or Jalen Smith? I don't really think so. Uh, I don't really have a lot of faith in either one of these guys playing a substantial amount of time. Injury concerns. But I also, I don't know, I also just really feel like it's got to be the pass-rushing position here. Mm-hmm. If it's not Jalen Ramsey, if he's not playing, if he's injured, whatever— I think it's going to be the pass rushing position. It's just such an easy position to be able to do that. And both those guys are going to be more real linebackers as opposed to guys who are just purely hitting quarterbacks. I'm going to give a top three. I'm going to give a kind of like we're in the Olympics. My bronze medal prediction for defensive rookie of the year, Robert Kemdichie. My silver medal prediction is going to be Shaq Lawson. And my gold medal prediction, the guy I think is going to be the defensive rookie of the year after the 2016 season, Leonard Floyd of the Chicago Bears. I'll take it. All defensive I'll take linemen. Leonard Floyd. What about you? You can do the same thing I did or just mm-hmm. give who you think is going to win it. I'll give you I'll give you my three. I think that... Starting with your bronze. I mean, I I, I want to put... I've, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put Jalen <laughs> Ramsey as bronze. Okay. Because the, the injury, we just don't know. He says he's fine, but we'll see what happens. Speaking of injuries, then I'm putting Shaq Lawson as silver. Mm-hmm. The reason I put him for silver is because I think he will be able to be the thing that pushes that team. Because Rex Ryan, he's like a parasite. He's like a cockroach. 
You try and get rid of the guy, but you just can't get rid of him. He's going to squeeze his way into the playoffs. He's going to weasel it in. And then my my gold, it's the guy who went number one. Or not number one, but the guy defensive who should have went number one. Yeah, he went, Joey he Bosa. the first defensive player off the board. Yeah, he should have. He's the real number one talent. That's Joey Bosa out there because he's just J.J. Watt. What are the odds that we see in Ohio State Rookie of the Year like across the board? Zeke on the offensive side, Bosa on the defensive side. It'd be great for uh, for Urban Meyer over it's there. The uh, the Ohio State just. Boom, I mean, Harbaugh's using that. Look at how many players of ours are in the NFL. Mm-hmm. All he's got. All Urban Meyer says to go. Yeah, offense or defense. Take your choice. Rookie of the year. We win awards. Yeah, we win awards when you, you get guys to the might NFL. play in the NFL. Our guys <laughs> win the awards. However, I think it's kind of hard to trump because right now Michigan's got the ultimate trump card, greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah. You want to play quarterback here? There's a good chance you could be the GOAT, like Tom Brady. Like the as, God, Tom Brady. As compared to, you know, Ohio State quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean. Cardell Jones, Cardale what's Jones he going right to do? Terrell Pryor's playing wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> or you can be like Kurt Herbstreet and uh, be on college game day and do hey, uh, college football announcement. It works. Hey, it worked for Tim Tebow, SEC Network. It did. Well, Tim Tebow tried. He won a playoff game, at least. He did. He beat he the did. Steelers. And he beat the Bears. Well, Marion Barbarian beat the Bears yeah. in that game. He beat Let's his be own honest. team. He beat his own team by running out of bounds. But that's going to do it for the onside kick this week. Go ahead. Let us know down below what you think of our last segment, the defensive rookie of the year. However, anything we talked about, the Jets, the Eagles, the rookie of the year, offensive, defensive, just... Let us know down below in the comment section. If you're on iTunes or Google Play, Android or Apple, you can now get our podcast as we are now on the Google Play Store. So go listen to us on your devices now. Go ahead, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. Just another way for you guys to give us a little bit extra support to make sure that we can improve the quality of our podcasts and videos. And we have some cool rewards for you guys that want to help us out. Thank you guys for listening to this week's podcast. I'm on Twitter at Ricky Widmer. Mark is at the with two E's. Mark Weber, Most Valuable Podcast, is at Most Valuable Pod. Thank you guys once again for listening to this podcast. It's really the end. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.